this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Zanny, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. Hey, this is Logan Lynn. And Gino Mari. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Happy Tuesday evening and welcome to Portland Radio Project on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. This is Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal. And tonight on the show, I have special guest, Those Willows, in studio with us. Guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having having us. Of course. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take a quick moment, go around the room, introduce yourself, and tell our listeners what you play. My name is Mel Tarter, and I sing and do some auxiliary percussion, anything I can pick up. I do. Right on. Uh, name is Jack Wells. I sing and play guitar in those wells, and occasionally as a trio, I play kick and hi-hat too, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kyle. Kyle Hano. I'm, I just moved here from Michigan two months ago to play bass in those willows. So you moved here for the band? For the band and to be back with my best friends. Oh, this is this is rad. This is gonna be a great story. Uh, well, cool. We got a lot going on tonight. We've got giveaways for the pop up fundraiser for PRP this Sunday. We also have a text to win for those willows. They've got uh, a homecoming show. They're going to the Holocene on the thirty first of this month. They're gonna be playing uh, because they're heading out on tour Thursday. So I want to thank you especially for making time for me this week because. As anyone knows who's gone on tour, it's bonkers right now for y'all. Um, so let's get things started. We're going to be listening to your influences here in the first hour. We're going to play a, a band that um, I just adore, Wolfpack. It's kind of fun, upbeat track. Wh- whose influence is this and who brought this in? Um, I think this may have been something that I brought just simply because at uh, the restaurant I work at, we were playing this all the time. And they're actually from Ann Arbor, Michigan. So uh, we're, we all grew up in Michigan. So, oh, right on. Um, we actually met them not knowing yeah, that we were meeting them. <laughs> Many a good dance parties to both. And yeah, now I just, it's just like the most fun I can think of. Yeah, I love this band. And they're doing a lot of cool things for listeners who don't know. They're making, uh, if you're into recording and home production, they have VST plugins and they make pedals. And so they do much more than just make killer music. Uh, but it's great to start off the show with them here in our PDX Spotlight playlist. This is Wolfpack, an influence of my guest, Those Willows. Put it in my pocket 
but feel happy if you start the evening like that. Uh, this is Luke Neal and Sounds of PDX. I have those willows in studio with us. Um, I kind of want to go around the table and talk to you all about your first memories with music because I think those are pivotal moments. Uh, Mel, let's start with you. I'll put you on the spot. All right. Well, I guess I got started in about seventh grade. I was having a rough year, as many seventh graders do. So my mom put me in uh, like dance classes and musical theater. And that year we did The Music Man, and that was when I just got hooked. So I started doing voice lessons, and it just spun out of control from there. And I did musical theater for years and years after that until heading off to college and kind of focusing more in on the band aspect. So, Any other musicians in the family? Uh, not too much. My grandma played piano, which I always admired growing up, so that might have had something to do with it. But That's cool. Yeah. 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 Good, sir. Uh, yeah, so I... When I was like seven, I believe I, or no, even younger, I did like a drum lesson, but I did drums for maybe like only one or two months and I hated it. Like I hated going to lessons. So I quit playing music until I was living in LA doing this like weird child acting thing. And my friend's dad was in this band called Lizzie Borden, which is like a metal band from the eighties. Great name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he had a studio and he like, he like, we would go there like all the time. And I, I started picking up drums again. And then I joined a pop punk band and the guy who was singing in the pop punk band was just terrible <laughs> at singing. <laughs> so eventually they kicked me out of the drum position and made me start singing. So I ended up learning guitar. That's a nice compliment. Yeah. That's really cool. So drums were your first instrument. Drums, first instrument, guitar, because they needed me to play guitar. And you said near the top of the show that sometimes you perform with a kicks, uh, stand-up kick and snare on stage. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's. I, I was playing drums with other bands around town. And uh, yeah, drums are, I feel like it kind of influences the way I play guitar too, just because it's a very rhythmic kind of guitar playing. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's it for me. Uh-huh. No one in my family, my dad played sax, for a little bit. My brother played guitar for a little bit. That's all I can think of. Kyle, how about you? So when I was about 13, my little brother started taking drum lessons and I thought, well, I want to learn something. So I decided to give guitar a shot and stuck with it for 10 years and then started playing playing like hand drums and other percussion for a little bit in Grand, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then a friend of mine gave me a bass and I was like, I don't know what to do with this, but then just started playing it. And then that kind of turned into my vehicle. It like kind of brought me different places. And I met a ton of people through it and that's what brought me out here to Oregon. Now explain why when you become a bassist, you automatically <laughs> are contacted by everybody on Craigslist in a 30 mile radius. Yeah, like oftentimes you'll see groups playing and that's like the one thing that's like, oh, I can hear the bass in my mind, but it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Like the first band that I played bass in, they were performing at a bar in Grand Rapids and it was just a guitarist and drummer. And then they were talking to me afterwards and asked me if I wanted to play. And I was like, I never really played bass, but I'll give it a shot. And you know, from there, I just got a lot of practice and it was good. The lesson is there's a lot of guitar players. So if you can pick up, the bass. Pick up bass as well, yeah. you're gonna have some gigs. Yep. Drums and bass players. Yeah, rhythm sections. Yep. Everybody leans toward guitar. And I don't know why, drums are cool, bass is cool. The drums are like, 
picking it up first when you're like you're a kid is like the worst Doesn't for make parents. Yeah. <laughs> just playing to like white stripes over and over again. Unless you have the money for like a nice electric Roland kit. Um, <laughs> cool, right on. I, I do want to talk to you about uh, your early influences. I thought this one was really cool. Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Who brought this one in? Probably me. Mm. My family love, well, Motown in general, we're from the suburbs of Detroit, but just growing up, my family loved Smokey Robinson, and actually last month, he was playing at uh, the casino. <laughs> <laughs> so we went as a whole family and saw Smokey, so it's just kind he of crushed been. crushed it. And oh, he, yeah. yeah, he is he not aging. It. His voice is getting better and better. It's unbelievable. I'm so. not surprised. He doesn't even move his mouth. He's like, he just cries. <laughs> <laughs> Effortless. Did, yeah, effortless. Angelic notes. Yeah. Isn't that so frustrating? <laughs> uh, well, let's, in, uh, let's enjoy his angelic voice. This is Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson, another influence brought in by my guest, Those Willows.
lost bitch bad I don't expect to be treated like a fool no more I don't expect to sleep through the night So people say lies, lies, lies And I say why? Why deny the obvious child? Why deny the obvious child? And then remember in a road sign Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project, and that was Paul Simon on our PDX Spotlight playlist. Right now, you can see Adverse Effects live from Doug Fur Lounge, uh, Mogo 2017 performance. It was quite epic. You can see that now. Uh, I don't have right now the dates and times of the um, upcoming Comcast 
uh, broadcast, but you can check it out on YouTube right now. Uh, Arrows in Orbit, Skull Diver, and Rare Monk are future bands we're going to be having on the show. Uh, but tonight, my special guest, Those Willows, like we said, we just played some Paul Simon and everyone in the room was dancing. Uh, let's give some thoughts on his brilliance. Oh, man. What to say? I, I think my favorite thing I've seen is that there's like this there's this video or I think it's a documentary of him talking about Graceland and like how he went about recording individual parts and for like the song Graceland itself he just like looked at the guitar player that was in his band from Africa and was just like play a country tune and he like had no idea like what to do so he just like played this like little lick and the way he goes through his soundboard and shows you how he like mouthed all these pieces and parts to the rest of the band is incredible because the bass lines in that album are I mean, they're insane. Yeah. And he mouthed them to, to them, like verbatim. He's like, boom, 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 boom. Like he was, I was like, and then he like shows you how every drum track has like a live drum track and then an electric drum track underneath it. So he's just like going in and out of the whole board and I don't know. Yeah. So he was basically orchestrating sampling and doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it has such a unique, I mean, it's 80s, but it's still unique from the 80s, you know, it doesn't, it, it's timeless. Yeah, yeah, nothing else sounds like 80s yeah. Paul Simon. Mm -hmm. Being a harmony-driven band too, it's like oh, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel is something you just gotta at least mention. Yeah, <laughs> you have to tip the cap yeah. somewhere to that lineage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah really good stuff. Uh, later on in the show, we're gonna be highlighting uh, your work, a couple from uh, some releases before 2016, but a lot off of the self-titled because you are all going on tour. Uh, talk to me about uh, playing first in general, um, what is your approach as a band to taking these songs? We were talking a little bit before the show. Taking the songs once they once they've left the studio, how do they take shape on their own uh, on the road? Or, and is there any like major songs that have changed over the years from their origin? Yeah, I think we have one really fun song called "Clouds Break," and we wrote it back in what 2010, no maybe, yeah. and. Uh, Ever since we've we started playing it again, and the lyrics essentially are, I don't want you to know it's been written before because it's a pretty classic pop 50s feel. And we realized that the bass line is in over 100 songs, you know? <laughs> so we've started just play covers on top of covers, on top of covers alongside that song that we play. So that's yeah. been a really good evo evolution. That's of, really cool. Yeah, yeah we like we have like a medley of, I think, seven songs that are smushed together into that song. Now, Brilliant. yeah. And we have fun in the studio. We have uh, our producer, Adam Brock, is one of our, actually we have him on our, on our influence list. Um, one of his tunes from, he's in the band Old Wave as well, but he has a lot of fun with us. He'll play keys and do some funny samples and we, we're always pretty gung-ho about it, but then we do have to relearn the songs when we get out of the studio and realize how can we make this sound just as strong with the four-piece band that we currently have, so. Well, let's take one step back. Let's talk about the origins of the band. Where would you say the seeds of those willows started? I, I think when we, like, when we first released, like when we moved to town in, like five years ago, I think there was this idea that we, we, we thought we were trying to go for something, like we were gonna be, sound like a band or you, you, like you have your influences, right? But like we just kept making what sounds like those willows and it like never changed like it's always been this like it's been growing in and like changing slightly but it always is a those willows song and i'm i think adam was a huge like piece to our puzzle that we had been missing for so long because he heard our songs uniquely and 
he like was able to add all this like you know um, texture to it that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to figure out by yeah. ourselves. So going further back than that though, uh, oh, yeah, our, we started it when we were all about sixteen years old, and Kyle was just a little fourteen year old at the time, and we that was the first time that I decided I wanted to step outside of the musical theater realm and make you know pop tunes. So we were just young kids kind of strumming the guitar and uh, that was the actual first first seed and we weren't even called those willows back then but. yeah and like buying an acoustic guitar changes everything mm-hmm. like I was playing electric up until the point that we decided to become a group and that w- that changed in the entirety of how you write you know did you use or dive into alternate tunings and yeah nice oh. that came a little later um, but that was like more like when I was in getting out of high school, going into college. I was, it got to introduce like Radiohead and all these other people. I was, was going like, to ask who your yeah. alternate tuning uh, uh Nick band. Drake. Yeah, for sure. Nick Drake mm-hmm. had like all these weird tunings. And I was like, how is he doing that? Like, you can't just play that way. <laughs> it's so infuriating until yeah. you figure out. Yeah, oh, Chris Whitley, okay. Ani DeFranco, Ben Harper, all, you know, on my top 10 lists or even Soundgarden. Um, they yeah. do a lot. I mean, more than just drop D. They have open D, open C, all these crazy tunings. Um, so yeah, so the the band and and when you were doing these early recordings, you were obviously in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So how did you make your way to the Pacific Northwest? Um, we my brother actually moved out to Eugene, Oregon. So when we came out to visit him, we stopped to Portland as well, and we saw the music scene here, and it just really inspired us. So we decided once we finished school that we were gonna that same month we got in a car, packed everything we could, and hit the road. We didn't want to get stuck. So <laughs> with yeah. it, just in case plan yeah and Kyle you were still in Michigan at this point yeah I was still in Michigan and I was planning on coming out here like it was always in my mind and finally after five years everything kind of lined up perfectly and I decided to pack up my bags and go and I know uh, band members are important to y'all so give a shout out to your previous bass member that Kyle uh, replaced what was his name again I'm so sorry his name was Mike Mike Grippy yeah (laughs) Grippy we we miss him yeah he's such a sweet dude He he moved to New York and he tracked on the self-titled. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for telling me fantastic. that story. That's, yeah. It's always interesting to me how bands come together and kind of their their origin stories. But it's it's interesting too because I think that really impacts uh, the relationship when it comes to songwriting and production. And I I do want to um, ask you about songwriting and that balance. But first, I want to get back to our playlist. Who brought in this Dirty Projectors track? That's that's like our song. Our, that is. We we're we're engaged and congratulations. I'm pretty certain we're gonna be our first dance is gonna be to the song. Oh, how cool! It's just like one of those songs that has traveled with us. Like the the we the Dirty Projectors album that this was on, or this song was on. Uh, it came out before we moved out here, and we wanted to. Uh, we didn't want to listen to it until we were in the car because like we we'll just we'll just wait. You know, so so we don't like ruin it. So we have we a bunch of new songs that we're gonna listen to in the car, in that album. And then that song came on, and I was like, "All right, yeah, best." The we strings. attached a lot of meaning to it. Yeah, yeah, that's re- so. It was a soundtrack to your transition to Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty rad. All right, this is Two Doves by Dirty Projectors, an influence from those Willows. They are my guests until 9 p.m. here on Portland Radio Project.
Mac DeMarco here on Sounds of PDX. He's an influence from my guest, Those Willows. Um, before I talk to Kyle about uh, the details of him getting out here to join the band, uh, which I think is a really rad move, uh, who brought in the Mac DeMarco song? And like, I just love his lo-fi vibe on that. Oh man, that was me. Uh, Mac DeMarco is one of those people like, he makes silly music, kind of. Like that one, that song, not so much, but you know, like he's kind of like a silly artist. He, he's just a goof, a goof. Like I, I think he's been described as like derf rock. That's <laughs> and, wonderful. Yeah. And he calls himself like a terrible Steely Dan, <laughs> which I thought was like a funny. He's a good reminder not yeah. to take yourself yeah, too exactly. seriously. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like he makes music fun for me. Like the way he approaches it, he's just like alone in his like little apartment with his girlfriend, just making music by himself, you know, just on the fly. And I just really respect that kind of thing, you know? Someone who sticks to their roots, they, I mean, like, yeah, like, it's another Mac DeMarco album, but it also is, like, true to who he is, where he is at in that place. And I love that about him. Yeah, that's the best thing a record could represent is different chapters of an artist's life. You know, there's very few artists I think people want, you know, that fan base wants them to keep releasing the same ACDC record. You know, it's not many bands yeah. that can do that. Um, all right, so let's move over to Kyle. Um, so when did word come out that they either needed a basis or you're coming to Portland. How did this story unravel? Um, pretty much about three months ago, Jack contacted me and we started talking on the phone and he told me they were looking for a bass player. And I was like, let me sit on this for a little bit. And then like two hours later, I, I was actually sitting in the parking lot of a library about to go inside and fill out paperwork like applications for the following school year to help out at a school. So I was like about to have a plan for the rest of the year, but then I got the phone call and Jack and I talked and then I was like, I don't think I'm going to go in this library and yeah. set up a plan for the fall. And how do you deny a sign like that? Yeah. And at the time, like I said, things were just lining up, like the job I had at the time just ended and other things were going on that just made me realize, I, I think it's time for a move. And like we were saying, we all grew up in the same subdivision pretty much. Like we could ride our bikes 10 minutes down the road and be at each other's houses. And we were in our first band. I was in my first band with Jack and Mel. And what was the name? I got to know. <laughs> it's a secret. No, no. <laughs> Sunny side up. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Not the most embarrassing first band that I've heard, by the way. But yeah. And then they, they all went to Michigan State. And then we took a break on the band, but we all talked about one day we're going to get back together. And here we are. And that day is here. Yeah, uh, bef before I move on to this next section here, Jen Emerson's listening. She says, this is so gorgeous. She was talking about the Mac DeMarco song, I believe. Uh, thanks for listening tonight, Jen. Hope you're feeling well. She's usually my co-host and will be back with us Thursday. I've got special guest Shannon Entropy for a single release. Um, but now I want to shift focus to a nod you all got from Best of Portland's Reader's Poll. You were nominated for Best Local Band, so congratulations Thank to you. you. Thank nice. you. When did the polls close? Do you, do you know? I think the 31st. May 31st. Okay. So the day of our housing show. What? Ooh, we need a big push. That's <laughs> yeah. serendipitous as well. <laughs> That's really cool. So, I mean, what do you do with something like that? I mean, how do you feel about being nominated? I, I guess I didn't, you know... I feel so honored because I've been yeah. watching bands that I admire getting nominated for that for the last five years, and I really didn't expect it. So it was no. And actually, it was uh, for indie rock and local band. So there were two doms up there, oh, which awesome. is crazy. So yeah, I, just one of those like wake up to a text message scenario. Like really, 
Oh, really? It's yeah. a good wake up call. Yeah. What a nice surprise. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. And Kyle's like, yeah, you know, I showed up. We're getting nominated. <laughs> uh, so who wants to tell me about the mamas and the papas? Because the next song on the list is dedicated to the one I love. Oh, I mean, Mama Cass's song. voice is just to die for. You can't leave her out in a list like this. So I feel like. I feel like you kind of like you kind of like embody her and like the, stop it. No, <laughs> no. Like when we're on stage, like the presence you give, you know, like when you watch old videos of the mamas and papas, like she's just like really always just like grooving and dancing and like getting into it. And I'm I always, <laughs> I don't know. Not that I'm not like you know, I'm biased obviously, <laughs> uh, but I mean that's just in my mind. Your voice reminds me of hers. Wow, she you. always struck me as kind of having the vibe of like. Almost like a, a, a traveling revival mm -hmm. leader that could just come in and sweep a crowd yeah. off their feet, which is what, what she did. Yeah. yeah, so what do you think it is about their storytelling that sets them apart from a lot of the other vocal-based bands of the time? Their time signatures are amazing. Like, they'll take a song that's been played and recorded over and over again, but they'll make it really, like, interesting. Like, they, like even in this song that we're, that we're about to listen to, it's like, you'll like hear all these, like, skip steps and strange like arrangements which i think set them apart from like mm -hmm. just a standard like doo-woppy kind of band you know um and their voices come on yeah, yeah you they just wrote the best harmony yeah it seems like they explored every option in the studio for a harmony and then picked the best the one best. yeah totally yeah everything they released was fantastic this is dedicated to the one i love it's an influence from those willows they're going to be with me tonight all night on sounds of pdx Then it's something that everybody 
dedicated to the one I love. This is dedicated. That is Sea Line Woman by Nina Simone, and word has it she saved your life in Italy. I want you to share that story with us. It's really great. Uh, we were on the road in Italy last uh, year in January for a month, and I think we played like 28 shows in 30 days, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of shows. But the van did not come with an auxiliary cord, and none of us had. And he's like, we were like, no. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. <laughs> the radio never worked because we were out in the countryside, so we couldn't even listen to Italian radio. Yeah. So, so we there's these little, like, what was it called? Auto grill. Auto grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we That's ate our lunch wonderful. at most of the time. Yeah. And they had uh, CD packages. So we bought a blues CD package with like five CDs in it, uh, jazz and a soul. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that none of the CDs were very good because they were all live recordings and the quality was just hard to bear, except Nina Simone, because her live <coughs> shows are just incredible. So yeah. we spun a 10 song Nina Simone album for 30 days straight. Like honestly, only. like every, every day. <laughs> it was the only solution. <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. I mean, I remember yeah. back in the day I had my 
my vehicle and my sleeve full of CDs. It's like, which one of the 15 am I going to listen <laughs> yeah, to today? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think it is about a, a, an artist? You know, I'm, we all have records like that with unique experiences that become a part of your soundtrack of your personal life. What do you think it is about those experiences that help contribute to you as a songwriter, perhaps, and, and the, the influence on your music? I mean, those are the times you realize what a platform you really have. You could, like, people, some songs that I listen to, they're part of my life, you know? And to be able to think that you even possibly could do that for someone is a pretty magical thing, so. Yeah, and like, for us, you know, CDs are somewhat obsolete, because a lot of times, I mean, they buy them to support the the artists and stuff on the road and all that stuff, but like, they'll put it in their car, and I've had so many people tell me like, yeah, your CD's just in my car, so I listen to it all the time. It's, it is like what you're saying. It's like a it's like a thing that you do because like if it's, that's what you're doing, if you're not like an iPod, like using Apple Music or whatever, and you just like mm. tend to listen to CDs, There's like still you get out stuck there. into a world yeah. of that CD. Like there's this yeah, there's a lady that just came into the restaurant. She's like, yeah, your CD's been in my car for three months. Just that's all I listen to. I was like, that is so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those moments. You know, did you used to have those intentional moments of going to the store? buying the record and sitting there with liner notes? Did you all participate oh, yeah. in something? Okay. You read the lyrics yeah, and you oh, learn yeah. every single one of them. Yeah, Being just... from Detroit, I, I learned all the Eminem rap lyrics when I was like 12 <laughs> years old yes. and I still remember them to this yes. day. I just loved when they like, you'd fold them out and it's a poster. Yeah. That was awesome. Some cool. Yeah. Radiohead did stuff like that all the time. Can you believe OK Computer just hit its 20 year anniversary Gosh, a couple weeks so ago? Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll move on to something more positive. Um, <laughs> so your songwriting process, how does it take place? Has it changed over the year and over the years? And, and how have you evolved as songwriters? Yeah, well, you could take it away. Yeah, I mean, so I think a lot of times these the songs that we write come from a lot of different places. Like it's not always like a lot of songwriters will tell you, like it's it's one way or it, ours come in a lot of different forms and fashions. Uh, mine, a lot of times, it starts with me just creating something on guitar, um, and singing gibberish to it, basically, just outwardly, ugh, like whatever is coming, whatever that guitar part is inspiring me to sing about is typically what a lot of times what the song becomes. And Mel's always, you know, hanging with me, so. Um, a lot of times the songs that actually come to fruition are ones where I'm like, stop, stop right now. I heard that. And then I'll, I'll go in the other room and like kind of write down lyrics that I think that I'm thinking of for it or a new, you know, a chorus or something. And then we'll kind of come back together. And nine times out of 10, Mel is like, is deci- like decided the direction, I'd say. Like where, like it, the way that how it feels. Like, like a producer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's because. I'm just I'm such a, like just a I the just idea generator where as you're kind of more of like a you plant the seeds I water them yes ah that's beautiful <laughs> yes and um, I mean and then there's times too I'm mean, like I write lyrics occasionally <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, write lyrics <laughs> yeah I mean and and those times that I do write the lyrics down it's just done like mm. it's like a it's like a one off done type yeah. of thing which is it's it's not common but it it happens just same with me every once in a while i'd be like oh i have this thing and then yeah but you know that's the best those are the best ones yeah and then and then once once we even get to the the end it's never the end then the song just constantly changes from there and then we'll bring it to the band and then it's a whole new step and we talk about voicing a lot like your bait the bass lines that are happening are 
an individual voice in our in our group, and I I believe that to the core. And same with the the drums. They're the drums are m- like our melodies, like in my brain, like the way like a song captures you is because like think about all those like do 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 like when you think of like Phil Collins, you know. It's exactly what came to mind when you did that. Yeah, it's exactly. Like you right. know, you know that it's a melody because it's like it's created its own voice, and I think that's incredibly important. With whatever we do, we like to keep space for everyone to kind of talk. Yeah, to speak within, when they yeah. should. So, as the bassist and and even more so a newer member of the band, how much room uh, for creativity do you feel you have when they bring these tracks to you? Well, now we're moving on to new songs that we've been making, so it all the creative process is all together. And thankfully, we had a lot of practice at the end of April playing at Els Den at the residency every night, so we got to find out like what works and what could be different. So just playing over and over. Yeah, tell our listeners about your Al's Den residency. For those of you who don't know, Al's Den is a McBenamin's property in downtown Portland. Um, It is literally underneath the street, nice little quaint room, dark. They have their (laughs) truffle fries and beer on stack. (laughs) It is dark. Um, And you play there for six, seven days? Seven nights in a row. Seven nights. Seven nights. It's a really good experience. It's a mind warp, definitely, because you go down in the basement and you start to forget what day it is. But... um, or century. Yeah. <laughs> it's just vastly different than being on the road. You know, y- you get used to being on the road and like playing seven days straight on the road, totally different game because you're in a d- new venue, new people, new place you're sleeping. It just, it just flies by. Whereas Al's Den is a, literally a time warp. You're and like, then you really, <laughs> like, I mean, we were here again. Yeah. And we were so thankful because we had the coolest bands playing with us every night, some of our really dear friends and people that we've been wanting to play with for a long time. So that's what kind of made each night a really special Absolutely. experience. It was amazing. Plus there's a soaking tub. You get to wear your, you get to wear a Big robe. bathrobe. <laughs> I just like walked, I just like kicked open the door of Al's Den after we played in a robe and just got a beer from the, from the bar and was like, yeah. Artist perks, my friend, that's yeah. what it's about. Um, before uh, this interview break, we were talking, uh, I'm sorry, we played Nina Simone. Um, I was really surprised uh, when I heard this artist that's next on our playlist, Solange, her record she released was very different than I thought of what she was right. going to release mm-hmm. for, for yeah. obvious reasons. So why do you think Cranes in the Sky kind of captures that throwback vibe of uh, Nina Simone? Totally. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And the thing I think we admire about, this is like a newer influence because it's a new album, but I just admire the way that she put the album together in such a way that it was a full art piece of art. She's Every mad. Song. She's <laughs> mad. And yeah. I don't blame That's her, really similar to Nina. Know. So that... Yeah, that's. I think there lies the passion. You're truly upset about something, and they have something to write about. They're both revolutionaries for sure. Rock and roll, Mm -hmm. hip hop. It all starts as protest music, so that's uh, quite fitting. Uh, Another influence from those willows there, my guest tonight on Sounds of PDX. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're listening to us on the web or on your mobile device, you can hit us up on the talk board at prp.fm. Say hello to me and the band. More with them when we are back. Try to drink it away I try 
Radio Project is a nonprofit, independent radio station where we play a local artist every 15 minutes. We would like to thank our supporters who share our passion for local music and the community. Portland Center Stage. PCS inspires our communities by bringing stories to life in unexpected ways. Bill R. McCracken. Accounting, tax, and financial services. Premier Motorsports of Vancouver. Special thanks to Rick Johnson and his staff.
Cold Wave. That is the song Indigo, an influence brought in by our friends, Those Willows. They've been hanging out with me all night tonight on Sounds of PDX. And uh, again, Adam from uh, Old Wave is your producer. And how exactly did he get involved with, in the in the band with, in the first place? It's kind of a funny story. We um, played a show with a band called... Um, well, Michael True was Michael True. Uh, the main guy in the band, and he ended up traveling around the United States, and at every show he would pick one band that he would put on a compilation CD that uh, went for a children's organization. Yep. And so Ooh. Adam was Robin on that. Hood Foundation? Yeah, the Robin Hood Foundation. And Adam was on that as well. And we were looking at the CD that we were on, and we saw that he was from Portland. So we're like, let's just email him. Since we're moving, when we're moving out there, maybe we can meet up. And he was so receptive, and he hooked us up with the show our first week that we moved here. Three days after we moved to Portland, we played at the White Eagle with him. And we've oh, been cool. really yeah. good friends ever since. So That's so cool. And that that's a lesson that I hear a lot of artists say, like reach out to people. You never know mm -hmm. what's gonna happen. Um, magical things happen. Yeah. That's one of the best, for sure. Yeah, he was in a band called The Magic Beats at the time. <laughs> <laughs> like beats or like yeah, uh, beats. the vegetable? Like the vegetable. Oh, yeah. that's just so phenomenal. I'm a big <laughs> Office fan, so the Dwight Schrute obviousness is wonderful. Um, so let's talk about the spring tour that's coming up. I think uh, we should mention some of that before we hop into uh, this here. And I do want to do the giveaway right now. So let's do a chance to win a set of guest passes to Those Willows. They are going to be back in Portland, uh, the homecoming show at the Holocene on May 31st, you're going to text the word Willows, that's going to be plural, to 27299. If you're driving or doing something that requires multitasking, please stop so you don't get hurt. Uh, again, you're going to text the word Willows to 27299 and we will get you those guest passes. So you leave Thursday for this tour. Oh yeah. What's oh, your, your first stop yeah, is Idaho, cool. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to this little place called the Bird Stop. We went last time and Kind of like fell in love with it a little it's bit. It's an old bank building turned into a bar, and they just let you sleep on the floor inside with the taps still on and what? say, eat They're whatever like, yeah, you want. Yeah, just drink whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> we have to make a return trip. They're family now. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. So drinks, drinks on the house in Idaho. You're stopping through a lot of other places. I want to give my friends in Phoenix a heads up. They're going to be playing the Lost Leaf. I absolutely love that room. Seen a lot of great bands there. Um, so what's one of the things, dead honest? I need an answer for both of these. Uh, what's one of the things you're looking forward to on tour and one of the things you're dreading uh, about tour, just in general? I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting our chops like as tight as they can. Like, cause when we come home and we play those shows, it's like, it, it just, we, we play so much better. <laughs> like having every night different room, getting our sound dialed in. But I'm not really looking forward to driving <laughs> yeah like i mean i don't mind it's fine because but we did this like route in september so i'm not like it's not like the goo goo eyes r anymore like yeah. yeah it's still beautiful it's gorgeous it's a work project now. yeah yeah <laughs> so kyle we're gonna put you in charge of bringing the aux cable oh so. yeah <laughs> please don't forget the aux cable and I, oh. I got my oregon driver's license so we'll be taking turns congratulations <laughs> man you got yours Way faster than I got yeah, mine when I'm I moved still, here. Mel still doesn't. Maybe we shouldn't say that over the air. 
Uh, oh, right on. Well, I uh, we've been looking forward to this. We're going to dive into uh, your work right now. But before we start playing the songs from your latest release, the self-titled LP that came out uh, last year, we're going to listen to a song from Existential Folk. Uh, the first one we have, actually, it's the only one off of that project, uh, Maps on the Table. This is a really beautiful song. Talk to me about this time period for you and why you selected this track for us. Yeah, that was when we were creating our home here in Portland. And um, it's really like the biggest reflection of that time. And uh, it's kind of a love song, so. Yeah, it's like the lyric of, we saw our house, the color I always imagined. Like we were just like, it's like the idea of like, we saw the city and it was like the perfect, the fit. ideal fit for us. So yeah, it's just kind of like the, the start of living here. So this is a, uh, a song from a time when Portland spoke to you and, and got Portland you Portland was a very romantic place. <laughs> this yeah. is wonderful. Well, I'm glad that happened because we get to enjoy you here now. Uh, this is Those Willows with Maps on the Table here on Sounds of PDX.
to escape my point of view with attention to detail to clear my mind and my
You're enjoying the original music uh, by my guest, Those Willows, and it is fantastic. The talk board lit up. Thanks for everyone for listening and the great feedback on the band. Um, and we also have a winner for your show at the Holocene, so you cannot text in to win that right now. But what you can do is you can text to win this other prize we have. We're going to give away some passes to our pop-up fundraiser that is this weekend, Sunday, May 21st. It is a music festival and fundraiser for PRP. We're going to have six local bands food and beverage is included with admission it is all ages ten dollars early 15 at the door the day of uh, there's gonna be drawings and a silent auction it is all to help us uh, stay s- sustainable over the summer help us keep local music on the radio uh, so we thank everyone who helps PRP what we do because we are an independent station and it allows us to play great music from great artists like those willows um, so that song the first one we heard was off of uh, like I said, Existential Folk. Uh, the other one was the Three Books EP. How many tracks were on that project total? Uh, three Books had four tracks, and Existential Folks had four tracks as well. I think I think on the online version, though, of Existential Folks, we included the single Hourglass. So there's five. So there's oh, five. okay. Or maybe it was a CD. I have no idea. We ran out of the CDs, so. <laughs> what are <laughs> those, lost right? In, <laughs> <laughs> lost in time. So I'm always interested to to hear where your lyrics were coming from at the time. So do you remember what was influence, influencing those records? Yeah, I think at that time, a lot of our stuff was about just moving away from our, our hometowns. And I think that was a big part of Former Life Crisis. But it was also um, about, I mean, it was pretty personal with our relationship as well. I think that was like the first song that wasn't like ambiguous ambiguous about like what it was about, like former life crisis. Cause it was like this, you weren't who you were until you met the person you're with. You know, that was the idea. And like one of the lyrics for, for whatever reason, the, I met you in a diner, I ordered you French fries, you smiled like you mean it. And I laughed for the first time. That one is because we were like, I think you were there. Oh, we were all at, like in Detroit at a Coney Island, which is like a, like a, Established. established established place. If you were from Michigan, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like you get hot dogs and fries and Greek food. No one knows why. Sweet. And uh, yeah, like I remember like ordering French fries for you. Like I got it. And for some reason, like we were we were dating for a while. But I remember like looking at you and be like in this dingy diner. Like man, I just I just really love you. And I think yeah. I think that's one of those moments where that lyric just for whatever reason feels very personal even though everybody else is just like whatever he's talking about french fries and <laughs> you've probably heard and played that a, a ton of times does it still take you back to that when you're playing it live yeah well we don't play it so much anymore but whenever we do i feel it yeah for sure that's one of the one of the ones that kind of pulls at the heartstrings still <laughs> let's give a yeah. shout out to uh the strings on that track oh, yeah. to, uh, who, who played on that um we had patty king and Zach Banks, is, Patty played violin. She's in the, she's actually in the Shins. And go Patty! Go so, Patty! So excited for her. <laughs> yeah, she's traveling the world with them for like two years or something, because they just came out the new record. And it's then fantastic. Zach Banks, he's in the Holler Bodies. He's a fantastic cello player. He's he nailed out those parts within thirty minutes. We've been lucky to have them <laughs> on almost all of our EPs yeah. and albums so far. So they're in the family now. 
And looking to the playlist too, we've got another one from that. Uh, it was a 2015 release. Uh, it, I should go back and say that Existential Folks uh, was released on uh, October 2013. Three Books EP was February 2015. Um, and then the self-titled was last fall in November. Um, so this is the last one that we do have of, of the three books, Winter Skin. This is a beautiful song. What inspired this one? Thank you. Um, well, this one actually began, which I don't even know if you remember this, but the first part that when it comes in, I wrote about a friend who had actually passed away. She was our friend in college and we heard the news and I created a whole that whole part just with the emotion that came with that. And it ended up being um, mostly rewritten, but I feel like those bones still stick with me. That that was like the initial. Yeah, it, it um, kind of became like a love song, like like a more like a relationship kind of love song. But it was it felt like a there was the emotion behind it was a little deeper. I think I think that's the reality yeah. of that song. And I don't you know writing that song is it's always tricky. You know, <laughs> like remembering. I think that was one that took a long yeah. process, almost <laughs> yeah. like a full year, and it changed it's like three a couple times. Sections, you know, I don't yeah. know. But it, it's it's great. Uh, that one was that one was like I feel like a good branching off point for us. The feeling of it is just the feeling you get in winter when it's just too cold, and that's like the whole emotion that goes yeah. behind all of all of the. And as we know, it's been a long winter here. <laughs> <laughs> M- yeah. Michigan cold is different than oh, Portland yeah. cold. Let's just put that out yeah. there. <laughs> uh, well, good deal. Well, you've been enjoying those willows this entire show and their original music this second hour. We've got some more for you right here. Uh, this is Winter Skin by those willows here on Sounds of PDX.
Willows here on Sounds of PDX. Man, we've been enjoying uh, your original music, and that was the first one we listened to off of your self-titled record. I thought that was a cool... I like that song because it, it it represents you really well. I think the dynamic changes, really great melodies and instrumentation. It's just... You were talking a little bit during that break about your intention for that record. Could you expand on that a little bit? Like, what was your intention as artist recording your, your latest self-titled? Well... A lot of the songs that we were writing and that we've written in the past, we've done a lot of times, we just brought it to the table, like we we're gonna record this, who knows what the rhythm section is gonna sound like. You know, like we just did not know. 
Well, this record, we were working with Mike and Kurt, our drummer, for almost a year, like really getting down that rhythm section and making sure that like that, but it still complemented the writing. So it was like a little bit more of a longer process, I think, than usual. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's what makes this album like a little bit more, or a little different than I think the rest of our records. Because it, though it, it still holds some of the same values of our past stuff that we've done, the focus on the rhythm is really what I think changed. Hmm. Yeah. We hoped for it to feel a little bit more organic, um, like a little bit more live. And I think we captured that, and I hope to do that even more in our next record. Yeah. Do like live, more live takes and keep the whole, the yeah. whole song. Yeah, for this one, the, the drums and bass were tracked together with me playing guitar to a scratch, but I think next time even even diving deeper into like the, the live. Yeah, yeah, finding a take rather than, yeah. yeah that's, that's we, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that are doing that anymore, and I think that's kind of the only way to capture the live vibe. Mm -hmm. Dynamics. Know? Yeah. Gotta get a good microphone in the middle of the room and play the song. I hope everyone remembers their bits. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say too, listening to the record and becoming familiar with the self-titled uh, record that just came out November 2016, is it's like a great road trip record. It feels like it's taking you somewhere all the time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, was that intentional all? You obviously have travel themes in your music. <laughs> yeah. It's written around all that. But yeah, was, there, was that a theme to sound a little soundtracky or like road trip music? I think because we, at that point, were um, really comfortable with the setup of our band with the bass and drums, the, like, they were a driving force. So I think having that backbone and backbeat really makes you feel like you want to drive to something. So mm. that might have been a big part of it. I think, too, we just, our music lends it, like, for whatever reason, we've been writing stuff like that, like, that works for that kind of scenario. I'm, I, I, people have told us that a lot. Like, I love driving to this. Mm. And I don't think that was ever like a, an intentional thing. It's but one of the reasons that we love to play music that's not just the music aspect is we want to travel with it. That's like we love traveling and we love being on the road. So it makes sense that it's showing through. It does make sense, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's very shareable music. It's something that I think you guys capitalize on all of the great stuff from so many of the genres that people are already familiar with that you can go to one place on a Those Willows record and find something that you can relate to. And then from there, it's like a candy store. There's so many nice surprises. Um, oh, that's very nice. <laughs> I am a huge proponent for dreams and they've always been important to me. So I wanna hear about this next song, uh, A Dream I Had. What inspired this? I mean, we both have pretty- We're very- Vivid dreams. Yeah. And um, so part of it is the aspect of just reflecting on the dreams that we've actually had in our sleep, but also the dreams that we've had for um, like the communities that we are a part of, which yeah. would be- Our intentions. Um, Portland, which we're really proud to be a part of, and Detroit, and kind of both of those towns have gone through major changes in the last 20 years. So that's- um, That's kind of the, what it was about. The basis of what it's about, and just really dreaming for the best for both. Hmm. We yeah. could probably write a whole record about dreams if we, if we wanted, wanted to. Of those, if of I those have garlic, lucid dreaming record. Yeah. If I have garlic before well, bed, we were going to call it those pillows. <laughs> those pillows. Oh. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, now you've got now you've got to make it. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, you're listening to Portland Radio Project on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. I'm your host, Luke Neal. You can join me every Tuesday night for Sounds of PDX. I have in-depth interviews and playlists curated by my artists that include their original music and inspirations. So those Willows have brought in a bunch of great stuff. We're going to continue listening to their music. This is A Dream I Had by Those Willows.
more great tunes from those willows. That was uh, a 90s vibing tune I, I was telling them during uh, while we were listening to that. It's just a cool riff, nice tones, good choices on that. Uh, tell our listeners about how that came to be kind of at the end of the project. Yeah, so we at the end of the album, we decided we just were not feeling one of the songs that was on there, and we scrapped it completely. And this one was just in the beginning stages. I think we had a verse in the chorus. And we were like, we like it so much more. We know we're going to want to play it for, you know, the next year or so. We, the day before, I remember I was sitting out in the food carts trying to write the lyrics at the last minute, and we got it done, so. And I remember just, like, talking to Kurt, and I was like, hey, Kurt, I want this beat. And I was like, just that. Don't change it. The entire song, like, throughout the entire song, just keep that same beat. Because we were listening to, I was listening to, like, a lot of, like, Unknown Mortal Like a Show, who was on our influence list, and Mac DeMarco, too. And they always just have a consistent, like, but like, and like, let the changes happen around such a solid bass. And it's sub three minute song, right? Yeah. So it works really well. It's just yeah, you're not like okay, end, please. (laughs) No, it's it's fantastic. Uh, We're gonna shift gears. I want you all to get a little bit silly. Um, You posted something about lyric purses. (laughs) Tell us about that because it's a really cool idea. I'm guilty of liking the arts and crafts. So he's crafty. You are in Portland. (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah, exactly. Put a bird on it. But uh, that the night that the election results came in, I was uh, not very happy, and so I went. We left early. We couldn't even handle hearing the final result once once we knew. Mm. And um, I just like got my sewing machine out for therapy, and I made a. I don't know. I can't swear on the radio, so I can't even say what it said. You can use implied expletives. Yeah. Um, so it was. So the first version of the little wallets was f this poop. <laughs> Does that? But a little more vulgar. <laughs> Does that even make sense? It's a very PG thirteen version. Of wow. F this yeah. poop. <laughs> I went there. So then after that, every time I go to the grocery store, people would be like, "Oh my god, I want one of those." So I was like, "Well, let's." see what we can do. So I've been putting uh, little lyrics on these change purses. I'm hoping that will. Yeah, we have lyrics that kind of do that too. So they're your song lyrics. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, which and is such a cool idea. They're, they're puns, which is another guilty pleasure. Like former life crisis, we put quarter life crisis. Yeah, oh. for the, yeah nice. Yeah. You're at 25. Yeah. Quarter life, quarter life, man. And then some kind of love. The first lyric is can't change me. So that's a little pun going on. Uh, as because of a purse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well selected. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I was I was gonna you know mention that too. You you mentioned the election earlier, and at, what, during one of the breaks, you said you want to lean a little bit more to say things that may be hard to say but resonate. Where do you think, as a songwriter, that you get to that point, or or some maybe some advice for some songwriters as to why they should do that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, hearing, just knowing that you have that platform is something that um, you have to be grateful for and mm. take advantage of, I think. And actually, that the last song, Think For Me, is one of the first songs that we went out on a limb and kind of made a, a nod to some of the things that we really believe in, which um, were basically like women's rights in that song and being able to make our own decisions. Um, and that was a big hurdle for us, to, for me to get over, just being putting myself out there and saying those things. And then once we opened that gate, uh, it just kept. Yeah, I think think for me was like the first, like, you know, it was like the breaking through the ceiling of like, okay, we're adults here. Let's let's write about. 
I don't think I think as far as songwriting goes, if you're forcing that kind of thing, if you're forcing and I like you it has to be through passion that I think these things are created. So it's weird like it wasn't until all this is going down, you know, like that I had that we had the passion to like want to write about these things. Because it's now needed more than ever. And authentic. Yeah, and it's, it's an authentic because like it's a true feeling. It's like what we were saying about Solange. It's like she's mad. I'm really upset, and we have to deal with we have to deal with it through music, or else you know you go crazy. What else are the arts for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have the talent, and like you said, the platform to be able to do that. Um, and then there's some songs that just kind of speak for themselves. Mitten State is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Referred to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, how did this one come about? Um, this one's just kind of like, just the nod to, like, you know, it's funny because we keep talking about what these songs are and like what they mean, and this one's just kind of like the juxta- like the difference. It's just like how you see where you're from, kind of, you know. I, I guess it's the way I see it. Like, like you're now at a distance from where you grew up, and it's yeah. kind of you and know. worrying that those relationships will fade, which is kind of yeah, a big part of this song. Sure. Yeah, it's just like a kind of like a ballad, but not, you know, I don't, it's a, it's a little sad to like let go of, you know, we've been here long enough. And it's kind of like our tip of the cap to yeah. home. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are enjoying tracks from the self-titled release from Those Willows. This is another one, Mitten State, here on Sounds of PDX.
need to read more To write more And I know I need to see more Yeah, to know more I can see the need to write and read To free your mind, spend the time on your time the day I get away, I need to see more, see more, see more, see more, see more, see more. and I heard the nest is often fled with shabby plans. Put me on the list, I've checked the listings, I'm listening, so tell me more from those willows they've been my special guest tonight uh i told you before we went on these two hours were gonna fly by right (laughs) getting close to the end of the show i've just enjoyed having you all on Uh, i want to shift some focus to something that uh, i think is an important question um but in broad terms especially for you i ask this to all my guests but what does the portland music scene mean to you yeah um community i mean as far as it goes it's been a really beautiful thing. I mean, it's Adam opened his heart to us with that story that we told earlier in the hour. And um, immediately we just kind of were able to dive into it. It's also uh, really big. So that's been an eye opener for us too, trying to find our way into such a big music scene. Um, it was, it's been yeah, a whole new adventure. It's like the more you go out to shows, the more like, you should just, basically what I'm trying to say is go to shows. Yeah. Not only do you want to play shows with cool bands or whatever, but you need to go to shows. Being too. able to see an amazing show by local bands every night of the week is something that you can take advantage be. of it. Yeah, it's a handful of cities in the United States that can say that. Yeah, I mean it's really. Well, how about you, Kyle? I mean you're fresh yeah. off the boat. I've noticed that the community is super close knit. Like I've only been here two months, and I'm already running into people 
that I've seen around town. I'm like, oh, I know you. Jeez, like going to Mississippi studios. It's it's amazing. Like yeah, yeah. It's I've seen a whole lot of good music since I've been here. We saw Kalululu play at Eastburn, and they're all out in the crowd dancing and getting everyone involved. It was like nothing I've ever seen. They put on a great show, a really unique, great show. And I think that's what's so cool about Portland. It, it, yeah, and you said it, Mel, like you can go out on a Wednesday night and you can go to the Doug Fur, and they may not cap it, they may not sell it out, but you can stand shoulder to shoulder with 200 people on a work yeah. night. Are you kidding me? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on starting shows earlier during the week? There's a, a campaign, kind of underground campaign. People are trying to get that to happen. I would like that. Because I don't I mind, feel yeah. like right now, no one wants the headlining spot, which is a funny situation to be in because they it? don't want to go last. Which you just be like sense. an honor. Now you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing second. Yeah. I'm <laughs> nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. That's <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would be great. I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, people, people in Portland are happy hour people. We are all happy hour yeah. people. Yeah. So, I mean, closer to happy hour, the better. That's right. <laughs> the more likely to be out. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a huge brunch music scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what we do. Uh, all right, we're going to get back to the playlist. We have a couple more from their latest release. Uh, Hedrick is a, is a really cool track. What brought this one to be? Uh, Hedrick is the house I lived in in college. Um, it's the name of the house. It's a co-op. So um, I lived with a group of 16 people. And we all like held each other accountable for everything. We cooked dinners together four nights a week. We all had chores. If we didn't do those chores, we were charged. So um, <laughs> basically, that's how the house operated. And it just like it was such a in a world of like sports, top ten, Michigan State. Blah. <laughs> we found our like our, our people within this community. This is where the musicians were, the artists, the writers, the poets, the everybody. So as clean as you wanted it to be it never was and that's kind of yeah I mean, <laughs> and it's just this song is just about those days those days of like living there and experiencing that what a cool memory yeah i really yeah. dig this song so we're going to play this one from those will those willows will be back they're going to say goodbyes we'll give a shout out to a couple people you've been enjoying sounds of pdx here's a little bit more
Is Hedrick by Those Willows. They've been my special guests tonight. I can't thank you all enough for joining me tonight on Portland Radio Project. So thank you. Yeah. So of you course. are leaving to Idaho on Thursday. We definitely want to send you our well wishes, uh, but I want to remind our listeners that they can come see you at the homecoming show at the Holocene on the 31st. Uh, anything to expect from there? You're playing with the same folks you're on tour with the rest of the legs. Yep, uh, it'll yeah. be the four piece band and hopefully we'll be really tight by then. That's we, awesome. We should be. Yeah. <laughs> So you want to uh, give any shout outs or hellos to anyone who may have been listening? Hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, Pops. No, or uh, Carly said something. So. Yeah, I heard Carly was What's up, Carly? Yo. Hey, Carly. Lance. I think Nick Burmeister, <laughs> our buddy from way back when. Nikki B. Yeah, we want to thank everyone for joining us uh, here on Portland Radio Project, where local music matters. Uh, you can join me every Tuesday for Sounds of PDX and Thursdays. Um, Thursdays now, it's going to be a daytime playlist show. You can join me from... 12 to 2, uh, but I do enjoy these interviews. Uh, you guys have been more than gracious. I really dig your stuff. I wish you all the best on tour, and I will see you at the Holocene on the 31st. All yeah. right. Awesome. We had a winner tonight. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Tickets to uh, the Holocene. So congrats to you. We'll get that information out there. Until next time, be good to each other. This is Those Willows here on Portland Radio Project. And you can't change me. Girl.